Welcome to Reflections of Darkness, Shades of Grey, Episode 9. This is your gorgeous drag classic horror hostess, Evil, coming to you from my lair of eternal damnation. How are all my classic pod people out there in podcast land doing this evening? I hope you're all ready for tonight. But before we dive into my movie review, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow me on all social media. Feel free to send me any comments, questions, concerns, or classic movie recommendations. All my contact info is over at evilqueensf.com. Now settle in, grab a drink, and enjoy. Tonight I am reviewing another Universal Monster movie, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman from 1943. Alright, as it's opening up, I just have to say this. These title card and these credits are amazing. They're all like melting smoke. It's a really good effect for the time. Now, we open on a full moon night in a graveyard, ooh, and a couple of men, grave robbers I assume, and they're there to find the Talbot Mausoleum, and they find it, break in through the top window, and they find Lawrence Talbot's marker. As you will remember from Shades of Grey episode 1, The Wolfman, Lawrence Talbot was the wolfman and died at the end of that movie. Mm, not spoilers. <laughs> so the grave robbers are looking for money that was supposedly buried with him. So they open up his coffiny thing and find him covered with tons of wolf's bane. Wolf bane. Wolf bane. Yeah. Even a man who's pure at heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf. When the wolf bane blooms and the moon is full and bright. So they remove the wolf's bane, stupid, and as the moonlight shines in on Talbot, he's alive and he grabs one of the grave robbers and the other one drops the lantern and bounds out that window. Bye bye, grave robber number one. Cut to the local village and a policeman finding a man laying on the street and there's Lon Chaney Jr. and he's been knocked out. So we cut to the Queen's Hospital in Cardiff. And Lon, just having had surgery, is awake. And the doctor and the inspector are asking him questions, like how he got his head injury, but he can't remember. He also can't remember how he got to Cardiff, but he does remember his name is Lawrence Talbot, and he is from Lanwelly Village. Say that five times fast. <laughs> so the Cardiff police call the Lanwelly police, <laughs> and they tell them that Lawrence Talbot died four years ago. Bum bum bum. Honestly though, he looks great for having been dead for four years. <laughs> Cut to that evening and the full moon's light is slowly creeping across the room until it hits Talbot and then he starts to change into the wolfman we all know and love. <laughs> Cut to a stunned policeman watching the wolfman parkour around the town square and then wham! The wolfman attacks the cop. Bye bye police guy. Next morning, Talbot is back in his hospital bed, but highly disheveled. I guess doing all that parkour really takes it out of you. <laughs> but what I don't understand is why, when he turns into the Wolfman, do his clothes change? Or does the Wolfman change after he transforms and then change back before he transforms back? These are the deep probing questions I need answers to. <laughs> oh, so 
As he awakens, he tells the doctor, Dr. Frank Manning, played by the very handsome Patrick Knowles, that you will recognize from another classic horror film, The Wolfman. <laughs> so Talbot tells the doctor to call the police because he's a murderer. But the doctor says he must be delusional and that he heard the story from the nurses talking about the last night's murder. But he tells the doctor and the detective his story. Mr. Talbot seems to have heard about the unfortunate constable last night. It's disturbing him. But he doesn't understand. There's a curse upon me. I change into a wolf. It's a bit difficult to believe, my good man. See that scar? That's where I was bitten by a wolf. Only it wasn't a real wolf. It was a man, a werewolf. I killed him. Now I change into a wolf at night when the moon is full. It's the truth. Ask Maliva, the old gypsy woman. She knows. Maliva, gypsy? <laughs> Mr. Talbot, you must get back into bed. Oh, are you blind? Won't you believe me? Help me. Just tell us your real name. Let us do the worrying. I told you, Lawrence Talbot. Lawrence Talbot. Why can't you understand? Lawrence Talbot died four years ago. Died? Four years? Well, I did. I can't die. Mr. Talbot, if you want us to help you, you must do as we say. Now, please lie down. You think I'm insane? You think I don't know what I'm talking about? Well, you just look inside of that grave where Lawrence Talbot is supposed to be buried and see if you find a body in it. Talbot realizes he can't die. Then he has a fit and gets restrained by the hospital orderlies. Now, this is one of those irrational fears of mine is being in a hospital and they won't listen to you. And if you get a little upset, they strap you to the bed with those big leather cuffy things. Oh, my God. I think it was Return to Oz that gave me that trauma. <laughs> but, you know, that is still a great movie, though. Huh. What do my pod people think of me doing an episode of Return to Oz? It's kind of horror. It's definitely dark. Eh. So the doctor and the detective go to the Talbot mortuary to find out if Lawrence Talbot's body is in his crypt. They get into his crypt, and they find that the door has been broken from the inside, and they find one of the grave robber's body with a severed jugular, just the same as the constable in Cardiff. Ooh. Then the local cop tells a story. What would you say he died of, Doctor? Severed jugular. This man bled to death. Same as a constable in Cardiff. Looks rather like the bite of an animal. Aye, that animal. We remember it well hereabouts. And it must have carried away the corpse of poor Sir Lawrence. What animal? Why, didn't you know, sir? There was a wild animal around here a few years ago. It killed people. Bit through their throats. Drained their blood. Did they kill it? Sir John Talbot thought he did, sir. He attacked it in the dark one night, or so he thought. But it was his son he killed. Poor Mr. Larry. Where's Sir John Talbot now? Over there, sir. Died of grief shortly after. The doctor calls the hospital to check on the patient Talbot and finds out that he escaped and that he tore right through his straitjacket. Cut to Talbot walking to find Maliva, the old gypsy woman from the first movie. He's looking for help because he doesn't want to hurt people. So he finds Maliva and she takes him to a man who can help. So they travel for what seems like days and days and days to this place called Vasari. They stop in a bar to ask about who? Dr. Frankenstein. Bum, bum, bum. And they ask where he lives and all the people point out the window to a burnt down castle ruins. And they tell them that Dr. Frankenstein died. That's his very old place. The fire destroyed him and all his misdeeds. He is dead. Oh, but he can't be. He didn't die any too soon for us. We all wish that he'd never been born. What did you want with him? I heard he was a great doctor. 
who could help people that other doctors couldn't cure. Him? Murder and all sorts of crimes is all that he ever brought us. He harbored a monster in his house, a thing created by black magic. Dr. Frankenstein. Dead. So they leave, and uh-oh, full moon time. So Talbot runs off, I'm guessing because he doesn't want to hurt Maliva. Back in the town square, a mob of people, one carrying a dead girl, very much like the first Frankenstein movie. Who could have done this terrible thing? Could it be the monster again? Frankenstein's monster? No, the monster was burned to death by Dr. Frankenstein. Yes, we found his bones and buried them. How do you know they were the monster's bones? She wasn't killed by the monster. An animal bit her to death. I saw the wound on her throat. What animals are around here that can kill people? A wolf? Yes, a wolf. That's his cry. Come on, let's get him. So the mob go looking for Maliva and the Wolfman. I guess not knowing that he's the Wolfman though, right? Eh. We get the scene of the mob with dogs and guns hunting the Wolfman. The Wolfman goes to hide in the old burned down castle ruins and falls through the floor into a frozen underground catacomb. Then the mob take away poor Maliva. Cut to Talbot waking up in these frozen catacombs. Why is it frozen down there? I think there was a few things we missed from the previous movie, Ghost of Frankenstein, but I still understand why it's frozen down there. Eh. So he finds Frankenstein's monster in a huge block of ice. So what does he do? Well, he breaks him out, of course. <laughs> so Frankenstein's monster in this movie is played by Bela Lugosi, not Boris Karloff. So he looks a bit off. And now the monster can no longer speak like in Bride of Frankenstein. But fun fact, he did have lines throughout this movie, but they were all cut out. This movie is also where we get the Frankenstein's monster walk, because apparently in the previous movie he went blind and now he lumbers around with his arms out, giving that stereotypical monster walk. So Talbot frees the monster to have him help find Dr. Frankenstein's records and notes. But the house is just in ruins, but the monster reveals a secret passage, and in it a chest that Talbot breaks open and tears through looking for what? I don't know. But he finds a picture of Baroness Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein's daughter. Now, cut to the Baroness looking fabulous, and her attorney, and apparently Mr. Talbot wants to buy the land that Frankenstein's castle is on as a ruse to meet the Baroness. Certainly, a most unusual way to make an acquaintance. But now that you have gone to all this trouble to meet me, what can I really do for you? I want your father's records. His experiments with life and death. The records of the creation of the monster. My father's diary. Yes. You must give it to me. I don't have any records. If I had, I... I would have destroyed them long ago. My father was a great scientist. But all he created brought unhappiness. Terrible. Oh, but... You don't understand. I must have them. Won't you help me? I'm sorry, Mr. Taylor. There is nothing I can do. The house burned down, and I have never set a foot on that ground again, and never shall. And that's all the information I can give you. Then we get a town wine festival with singing and dancing and a very long song segment. Then Talbot has a fit and sees Dr. Mannering in the crowd. Apparently the doctor has been following Talbot and he accuses him of being a psycho murderer. 
and Talbot asks him for help finding Frankenstein's diary that'll help cure him of his curse. Okay. Now, if Marion was any kind of doctor, he would have been like, okay, straight jacket time, but he goes along with it. Cut to Frankenstein's monster crashing the festival, and everyone runs and freaks out, and Talbot and the monster steal this wine cart loaded up with barrels of wine, and they ride off. And Frankenstein's monster is throwing barrels like Donkey Kong as they escape. It's actually a pretty funny scene. So the mob go to question the Baroness and poor Maliva, who's been in prison this whole time with nothing, no evidence, rude. So the mob decide to go to the ruins to destroy the monster once and for all. But the doctor convinces them that he will get rid of the monster using the same technology that created it. So they agree to let him handle it. So Dr. Mannering, Maliva, and Frankenstein's daughter, the Baroness, find Talbot in the ruins, and they say they will get Frankenstein's diary. Then Frankenstein's monster shows up, and Dr. Mannering examines him. Then the Baroness shows them that the diary was in the secret hiding place, but in a separate secret hiding place within that secret hiding space. <laughs> if that makes sense. The secret of life and death. Matter ages because it loses energy. This artificial body I have created has been charged with superhuman power so that its span of life will be extended. Its lifetime will equal the lives of more than a hundred human beings. This, my creation, can never perish unless, unless its energies are drained off artificially by changing the poles from plus to minus. But that's the secret of life. What good does it do me? I'm not interested in life. I wasn't created artificially. I'm a human being. I've got real blood in my veins. What can we do to end my life? Energy which cannot be destroyed can be transmitted. Well, if that's the case, then the energies from my body can be drained off also. So Talbot wants the doctor to fix up Dr. Frankenstein's laboratory to drain off his energy, i.e. kill him or make him no longer immortal. Cut to Dr. Mannering fixing up Frankenstein's laboratory as the town people gossip about what's going on and what they should do, and one of them wants to blow the dam and drown them all in the ruins. But everyone's like, are you crazy? He is crazy. Cut to experiment time, and Dr. Mannering said he's going to drain off the energy from both the wolfman and the monster to end them both and break the curse, but will it work? <gasps> it seems Dr. Mannering is getting a little mad scientist-y, is that a word? <laughs> a little crazy behind the eyes, you know what I mean? the plus poles to the minus will charge the energy output of the nervous system as by connecting the minus to the minus. Connect the minus to the minus. I can't do it. I can't destroy Frankenstein's creation. I've got to see it at its full power. So he starts up the machine to juice up the monster instead. But the Baroness flips the switch to stop the machine, and then the ruins start to crumble. Cut to Talbot changing into the Wolfman as the monster attacks. Also, the guy from the pub is setting dynamite at the dam. Uh-oh. The monster knocks out the doctor, grabs the Baroness, then the Wolfman attacks the monster as the guy at the dam lights the dynamite. The Baroness and the Doctor leave the ruins as the monsters fight, throwing each other around the ruined laboratory. And the dam blows and the ruined castle is flooded and destroyed. The end. <sighs> okay, so, ugh. 
Just like Bride of Frankenstein, the thing you want most in this movie only happens in about the last five minutes. From the poster art, this should be a battle of the monsters, but almost all the movie is just Talbot trying to stop being the Wolfman. I mean, okay, there are good parts. I like how they bridge the two stories together, with Maliva knowing that Dr. Frankenstein might help and how they resurrected the Wolfman in the first place. Most of the special effects are good, especially the opening credits and the Wolfman transformation, of course. I really did expect more from this movie, and maybe I need to watch Frankenstein's Ghost to help with the story a little, but all in all, it's not a bad movie. It's a fun black and white Universal monster movie sequel, but I don't think it will be on my rewatch rotation anytime soon. So I give Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman from 1943 6 out of 10 parkouring Wolfman. <laughs> Now, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow me on all social media. Feel free to send me any comments, questions, concerns, or classic movie recommendations. All my contact info is over at evilqueensf.com. Well, I think that's enough black and white horror for me tonight. As always, keep watching classic scary movies. Bye-bye. Come drink with me, that may they ever happy be, and may they live eternally. Bottle, 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 come one and all and sing a song. Bottle, bottle, for life is short, but death is long. Why did you say that to me? Get away from me! Stay away! Go away, all of you! Let me alone! Stay away! <laughs>